T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now welcome back into beers on us with mike lynch and patrick harris and uh, we are powering through coronavirus power we, we are powering through the pandemic power and we are careening towards the beginning of reopening careening that is the word that i used <laughs> um so We've been uh, kind of keeping an eye on what a lot of the breweries and pubs have been doing outside of the counties of, the, which, of, of which that which we reside, words. Um, a lot of them are staying closed, as predicted by you last week, that you said a lot of places just don't have the space and don't have the ability to follow the strict guidelines um, set forth by Cape Brown and the state as part of phase one of the reopening. Most of them are still doing, you know, carry out, take out, uh, all that kind of stuff. A lot of them are saying we're going to wait until after the holiday weekend to kind of assess the situation. I think a lot of places are just trying not to get a rush on Memorial Day weekend of people when they're trying to be safe. Such a crazy timing. Yeah, I mean, so it is Memorial Day weekend this <clears throat> weekend. Um, a lot of the vacation, quote unquote, counties in the state are open. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be very curious to see what happens uh, on these weekends because you know people want to go out. You know people want to go do things Memorial Day weekend. I'm sure hotels desperately want guests. Yep. So I'm assuming you're going to see a pretty decent amount of people, especially as you get the weekend supposed to be pretty nice. So especially as you get into like the Sunday, Monday part of the weekend, I think you're going to see a lot of people going out to these counties that are open. And uh, I'm curious to see how it, how it kind of functions because a lot of the restaurants aren't going to be open yet. Yeah. So a lot of the stores aren't going to be open yet. Um, so it's going to be kind of interesting to see how that kind of goes. I read, I read this morning that uh, Boneyard is going to be open this weekend. Open like fully? <clears throat> well, I guess what I what I read, I'm paraphrasing from the article, and I hope I don't misquote this, is it sounds like it's only on their patio, so it's only outside, and it's every, you know, tables are six feet away. <clears throat> They're encouraging you not to meander around the brewery, okay. but everything is done through online ordering. So I'm not exactly sure how it goes, but I know some people have talked about this. I've heard rumblings about this of basically you're on your phone and it's like a QR code at the table and you scan the QR code and then you place your order, put your credit card in and someone delivers it to you. It's like uh, if you've been to any of the really big airports across the country, they have those iPad restaurants mm -hmm. where you just order on the iPad, pay on the iPad and then the server brings it to you. But that's yeah. it. Okay. I mean, that works. It, it kind of gets rid of the contact. It also, I mean, sad but true, reduces the reasons to bring back staff because you 
just have the online ordering. Yeah, it's, uh, I I think this is something that could be the f- kind of the future, <clears throat> at least in the short term, of breweries of doing this. I mean, I it, it works. It follows guidelines. Uh, yeah, it it hurts on the staff. I think it. <clears throat> I think the toughest thing about it, and you know, again, this is you know, whenever I talk about this stuff, I have to preface that these are my opinions. That these are not, you know, breakside opinions, things like that. <clears throat> it 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 takes away kind of your favorite part of going to a brewery or a tap room is the interaction is the asking questions about beers and what are you liking right now? And, you know, Oh, this, you know, we're, we're drinking this old fire uh, beer right now. Citra enlightenment, dry hopped pale ale. If it didn't say Citra, if it just said dry hopped pale ale on the menu and never said Citra, I want to be like, Oh, you know what, what, what's the dry hop. And I think we're going to lose out on a lot of that. So hopefully This gives an opportunity for breweries to kind of showcase and give us more information on their beer, which I think the nerds like you and I and most of you people out there listening to this podcast like that kind of extra info. Yeah, but I I would still miss the interaction with people. I mean, I think think one of the biggest reasons that as I've lived here now for nine years, one of the biggest reasons that I've gravitated towards brew pubs is... Yes, I like that style of food, and yes, I like beer, but there's a vibe. Mm-hmm. I like the vibe. I like going there, and there's people are nice, and people want to talk to you, and you know, you learn about the beer, and there's just kind of like a there's a friendliness to it. And if this does lead to a new style of restaurant, then there's going to be kind of a a coldness to it. Mm-hmm. Which sure, you're still getting the beer and the food, great, right? We could all get used to that, but it would never feel the same. Because there's, it would feel sterile yeah. versus feel. I mean, <clears throat> sterile is a good word to use now because we want things to be sterile, <clears throat> but it would feel sterile versus feeling kind of lively, and that's that's sad. So hopefully we are able to get to a, a point, excuse me, where we can go back to the old way, mm-hmm. whether that's with the treatment or vaccine or whatever. Which there's been some good news about, so you know we're still going, we're still moving forward in that sense. But um, yeah, I know I know companies like to save money, yeah, and not having staff saves money, right, right. So. Yeah, it's one of those things we've talked about it on this podcast before that the brew pub environment it's like it, it's a people want to be at breweries. Even non-beer drinkers want to be at breweries. I see this working at 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 Slabtown, you know, since since we've opened and and being being a manager for the last, I don't know, <clears throat> I mean, a, a part-time manager for almost over almost two years now, and over two years, and a full-time manager there for the last I don't know six, eight months, nine months. Jeez, I don't know. Time's getting away from me. Is you what know, is time? <laughs> we serve we serve a decent amount of cider and a decent amount of wine, and we have a cocktail program. And you know, I'm about to when things get back to normal. I was well right before this happened. I was playing with the idea of putting hard seltzer on tap. Just because we see people that just want to be at that place, whether it's your neighborhood spot or your friend, you know, you really love beer, but I don't really love beer, but we both love going to this place because the food's good, the environment's good. That's going to be something we're going to have to kind of recreate and get back to the drawing board to see how we can do that. You can find this podcast all over the place. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Radio.com app. 1080thefan.com, Omni, Stitcher, Instagram.com slash beers on us. Follow us there if you haven't yet. Uh, we've both been way more active there recently. Mm-hmm. I think we're both making a pretty concerted effort to do that. Um, we just post pictures of what we're drinking. I, I was asked by a listener to post every Sunday is the day I usually kind of go. I go to New Seasons or I go somewhere and I get myself a couple of cans for the day. He said, post it. Let us drink what you've been drinking. So I 
every week now you'll see a post from me on Sunday from the beer that I get. Cool. Um, and uh, we'll talk about that on the podcast today. The uh, So follow us there. You can DM us. Uh, we respond fairly quickly on there. Both of us have access to it, so we look at it at different times. Um, and then uh, you can find us on our personal pages. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter, and Patrick is at PDD085 on Instagram. Another show today or tomorrow? Another online music show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do another show tomorrow. So when you guys hear this, it'll be at 7 p.m. It's every Thursday. Uh, this, this week's show... I do. I've been doing ten songs pretty much on the regular. Uh, this week is five songs written by yours truly. There, I'm. I'm going to play five of my favorite songs that I. Well, four of my favorite songs that I've written in one for some friends. Uh, but I've decided this week is going to be a little homage, a little tribute to probably my favorite songwriter of all time, Mr. Neil Young. Okay. So I'm going to play five Neil Young songs. Uh, and five P. Harris songs. And five P. Harris songs. I'm gonna have to bust out the harmonica because you can't play uh, mm. Neil Young without without some good harmonica. There you go. So I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, I I love Neil Young for a thousand million different reasons. Uh, he's probably a big reason why he became a songwriter or aspired to be a songwriter. And uh, he's got a new album coming out uh, that is something that he shelved from 1974, 1975. It was about songs. I guess he was going through some sort of hardship in his uh emotional personal uh relationship life and he felt the album was too difficult to finish so he's decided to put it out now that sounds <clears throat> delightful so you're gonna get some core some core neil young in his heyday this album was supposed to come out between harvest and comes a time which is some pretty peak neil young songwriting so i'm really excited to see how that goes yeah so go check that out tomorrow 7 p.m at uh, at pdd085 on Instagram. Yeah, it'll be on IGTV, and hopefully my voice feels better. So sorry for all the extra clear throaty stuff I was practicing this morning. I feel like you do that anyway, so I think people are just used to it. Yeah, I know, but I've, I've, I'm a little hyper aware of it today. I think it's because I was practicing some Neil stuff, and he sings so much differently than I do. Mm. Uh, and so it, it's higher, but it's soft. And when I go high, uh, it uh, there's a lot of power in my voice just because my timbre is already so low. These are words I don't know what they mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Neil, uh, Neil, the voice of an angel, as my mother likes to say. So we are doing a quick hit episode for you today to lead you into your coronavirus Memorial Day weekend. So we got two beers in front of us that we're going to be drinking while we talk here. Uh, we got both had a pretty interesting week in beer, so we'll talk about that. And then we have a beer of the week as well. Uh, so let's start with the beer that we're drinking now before we get into our beer of the week, because <clears throat> we're both halfway through our glass anyway. Uh, this was the fifth and final beer that I purchased this week in my weekend beer, which I'll get to in a second. I just didn't have it over the weekend. It is the Cold Fire Brewing Citra Enlightenment Dry Hopped Pale Ale. And uh, I love the can. It is so clean. Clean. I love so clean fresh. cans. And um, I was just intrigued by this because I haven't had a Cold Fire beer in a long time. Mm, ditto. Uh, I, I remember early in the podcast, I discovered them and I liked a couple of their beers, but I just haven't seen it on the shelves as much or just haven't gravitated towards it. Um, but dry hopped pale with citra, I was like, yeah, I'll have a bright beer. And this is bright. Mm. This is a very bright flavor when you first take a sip. Um, it's not as dry as I expected it to be on a dry hopped pale. You know, or bitter. Yeah. Sometimes you get a, that little bit of like the mm. like clench of a super dry hop pale. I just like that it's very bright. It is very citra forward. Uh, I get a lot of the citrus flavor and it's very smooth. It's got a good mouthfeel. It's got a good mid-range of the palate. And uh, just a quick, easy drinking beer for me. I yeah, enjoy it. I think the malt prof profile comes through nice, gives it kind of a full body. You know, it reminds me of something kind of like a cuddle puddle. 
And you do like full body, you know, and and that is a Citra and Strata Pale Ale. <clears throat> this is this is good. I would drink. I would drink this consistently. Yeah, it's a super easy, quick drinking beer. Like I, I you could crush a couple of these. I really yeah. think you could. Five point five percent. Can says indie batch, so I imagine they're kind of jumping on what everybody else is jumping on you might as well put what you got in cans yeah i love i love it <laughs> i absolutely yeah. love it and for those that aren't familiar with cold fire they're out of eugene i would definitely say they're one of the more uh rising stars of eugene uh in that town which is which i feel used to be just Ninkasi and yep. hop valley and you know and then oakshire was like the one standalone we're not going to sell out big you know but established brewery in that town and now they're really starting to come along which is really cool um, so yeah, we got that. And then, uh, we have a very special release beer that we'll be getting to here in a couple of minutes. Um, that was, uh, given to me by, uh, Matt at Zupans. He is their wine and beer manager and it is a Zupans beer made by Ex Novo. And, uh, it's an Imperial IPA. So we'll be breaking that, breaking that into that in a second. Um, but, uh, we can beer. Uh, I'll start because this cold fire was included in my weekend beer. Um, like I said, I'm going to start posting every Sunday my beers that I am drinking so that you can drink along if you'd like to. If you'd like to see what we're drinking and uh, you want to go find it yourself so that when you listen to the podcast, you can have your hot takes as well. Feel free. So I posted on Sunday uh, for the first time I went to Market of Choice. I don't know if it's the only location of this supermarket um, or if it's uh, just the Beaverton location and they have multiple spots, but I was really pleasantly surprised by their beer selection. They had a really good variety of beers from a good variety of different breweries and they sorted them by style. So you can kind of walk around. There was like a little <clears throat> middle stanchion and they just had little sorting markers, which were great. And I wound up getting myself five beers. I got this cold fire beer. I got uh, a hazy. Okay. That I liked. Okay. I liked it. Tickle me intrigue. Mikey liked it. <clears throat> Um, the hazy was, uh, from Bailbreaker. It was called clarity rarity. Ah, uh, yeah. I remember I saw that beer hit the market and I was like, clarity rarity Bailbreaker, Let's go. Then I looked at the side and it said hazy and I was like, or not. <laughs> well, full disclosure, I bought this and said clarity rarity. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and then I bought <clears throat> it and then <throat> went home and there was the first beer that I had that day and I turned it and it said hazy. I went crap. Well, Patrick's been trying them. Patrick's been exploring. Trying. Let me explore. And I like Bailbreaker a lot. Ditto. Uh, Especially their hop stuff. Well, I haven't really had anything other than their hop stuff. Me neither. But, um, you know, their their Sun and Grown series has been, I've had the first two, been mm. very good. Um, this was a really good hazy. Okay. Like, it had a good bitter profile to it. It, it did pour a little uneven um, to where, like, the early part of the pour was clearer, and oh, then some of the I haze see. came in. Uh, similar to what we saw with the, uh, the three-way, the three-way from Fort George a couple of years ago, but um, it didn't make it. I mean, once you poured the whole cannon, the whole pint in, I mean, it, it filtered itself through, and it wasn't like it wasn't like layered. It was just poured in. Um, it was solid. I really, I, I sat there and drank it, and I enjoyed it. I didn't sit there and just go like, oh, I got to finish this beer because I poured it already. It was like, no, I, it's a good beer. So surprisingly, I like the hazy. All right, so cool. Bell Breakers Clarity. If you like hazies and you like slightly bitter, more bitter hazies, then go try this Bell Breaker if you can find it. Also, it's a really cool can. Um, I got the Beechwood Amalgamator, which is uh, becoming a staple. Very good. And the last time I got Beechwood, they were out of Amalgamator. So when I saw this, I was like, "Yep, I'm gonna get that." And then I got uh, Night Howler from Berlick, which classic Imperial Stout in a can. I've had it before. Drink, drink. 
And then this one was very interesting as well. It was called Velvet Leisure Suit. It was a Imperial Oat Stout from Alvarado Street. Ah, I was like, I think I heard that name before. So it's been two weeks in a row for me getting Alvarado Street because I had the the My Tire or mm-hmm. whatever it was called, the IPA last week. Uh, this was a solid stout too, and I liked that it was an Imperial Oat Stout because I just came from having the Night Howler, which was a very, very high ABV strong stout. Uh, this one was a little bit more mellow, so it kind of changed my my profile of taste, which was good. Solid. Um, so overall, it was a really enjoyable week in beer for me, having those beers. I also got... Um, Oh, I'm going to forget the beer name. I got myself a little sixer of cans of a Rubens. Uh, Summer IPA? No. Mind the Gap? No. Dank something or other. I don't know. Uh, I forget. Apologies. Okay. <laughs> but we've we've talked about it on the podcast before. <clears throat> okay. Uh, we might have even had it on the podcast before, but I saw it in six and I was like, I'm going to get that. Pick me, pick me. Yeah. And I still am enjoying the Hopper Wheelie, by the way. I didn't finish that sixer yet. Good. It's very good. Uh, boy, I've just looking back and thinking some stuff. I've, I've had a, I've had a nice week in beer. Um, it started with, this makes me happy to hear because you had so many weeks where you were like, Brickside. Yeah, I know. And every day Brickside. Yeah. And today when I get up, when I get done with this podcast, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little beer shopping. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) post a picture. Yes, I will. Um, I, Let's see, for my live Instagram show last week, I was sipping on before, during, and after a sixer of Johnny Utah in cans from the great Georgetown up north. Um, that is one of my favorite beers they do. I did just hear that they are canning Manny's Pale Ale. I saw that. Um, but you can only get it in Washington, so I'm wondering if maybe I can sneak up to Vancouver and snag some in Vancouver. And I think they're even donating a bunch of the proceeds because they never wanted to package manny's in a can uh, but i think they're doing it now because of you know they the, need to. the rona um so i drank some johnny utah was tasting excellent very fresh uh can't say enough great things about that beer uh some funny things you mentioned alvarado street i had two alvarado streets this week okay um i had their dank sauce okay which is an uh what does it say unfined west coast ipa so it was a touch hazy um and but it didn't come across like a like a classic hazy in flavor but it taught me something that i think i can comfortably say right now that the galaxy hop is not my jam okay i i think at least in the way a lot of people are using it and that is a southern hemisphere hop right this this yeah and and it's predominantly in hazies like a lot of people love using it in hazies and what's cool about this dank sauce was it has their fermentation log, their brew and fermentation log on the can. Oh. So it's almost like a yellow pad paper is the is the label. And it has kind of this handwritten of what the steps were when they added the dry hop, when they did boil, whirlpool, and all those hop additions of that kind of stuff. So that was kind of cool and really interesting to like read and get a little behind the scenes peek, uh, but there's a heavy amount of galaxy in it. It's just got this flavor, and it could be it's like a it, it's like a pineapple-y, Um You just hate pineapple. Yeah, it's like a pineapple jerk. Yeah, it's like a pineapple-y resinous thing that I just can't. My my palate doesn't like at least in the in the heavy like boil and whirlpool editions. But I also had a can of the Mai Tai PA. Yes, and my friend, it was. Excellent. I told you you it would like it. Fantastic. I told you you would like it. I was it. so happy with it. 
Um, and I may go see if I can find some more of that. I thought it was a very, very well done beer. Did uh, you get it at Beermongers after I told you it was there? Or did you find it somewhere I else? I found it at Cerveza. Mm. Um, I, I, t- I was like, I think Patrick would <clears throat> love this beer. I'm <laughs> I, glad I was right. Yes, you were right. And then uh, speaking of California breweries, I grabbed the El Segundo Clear AF IPA that I hadn't had yet. They had that, and then they have another one out, Blurred Lines, which is a hazy, so I stayed away from that. Um, but the Clear AF from El Segundo looked like a lager. Mm. I mean, it was, the, the the name did not lie. And it, and it was tasty. Can I can I throw this out there? I think it's a little bit sad that breweries who are making non-hazy IPAs are now naming them Clear Something <laughs> yep. so that it's more apparent that you're not getting a hazy. Because Alvarado Street has one that's called like something clear as well. Okay, It's like just going out of their way to make it like, this is not a hazy. For all you hazy people, don't buy this. <laughs> and it's like, but... I'm sad that we even got to that point. I know. Like, it should be clear. And then you bought a Clarity Rarity, and it was yes. crazy. <laughs> the stupid tricks. The stupid tricks. <laughs> Although, when you think about it, rare Rarity, you're like, oh, okay, so it's like rarely... It's not, rarely it's, clear it's these not days. Clear. Yeah. It's like, okay, I get it. Um, I smashed a can of Coco Cow the other night from, from Sun River, because I love that beer. Last night, speaking of dark beer, I, cr- I uh, cracked a can of... Uh, I had an extra one. Had been just chilling in the back of the fridge of Chaco Vesa from Stone, um, and that was quite delicious. Mm-mm. It it's so weird. Good. I'm not a big sweet person, but you give me a sweet stout, and I'm in. Mm-hmm. It's so like not, you know, because I think I think some of my beer tastes can relate to my food tastes as well, and the the stouts that I like have nothing to do with the. Uh, food that i like (laughs) i find that so strange well i'm glad that you're finding a little section of stuff that you enjoy though yep i'm gonna go ahead and take credit for that and um (laughs) sure i'll give it to you (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah i'm uh and you haven't even gotten to the one i'm most excited about no and i've even got another one to share with you okay now i have not had this beer yet i will take a picture of it and post on instagram um but i was told about this beer and decided to go find it and i got one i got a trey fontaine which is a very famous European Goza brewery. Um, and I bought this 750 milliliter bottle that is, you know, a blend of different barrel aged Gozas with raspberries and cherries. And the. I'm it, terrified. And the best buy date is October 25th of 2039. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> it it cost me 50 bucks. Wow. I think it's the most expensive beer I have ever purchased. Are you going to let it sit? I think I'm going to drink it on my 50th birthday. Wow. Which is in 15 years. Okay. In 2 weeks. Okay. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. That is a terrifying sounding beer. <laughs> Multiple gozes mixed together with cherry and raspberry. Yeah, now the Trey Fontaines that I've had in the past, like they're just their 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 goose their 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 classic one is not bad for for my palate. Um, I I I have enjoyed it. What was the goes that we had in this podcast that I didn't dislike? Uh, I think it was we had a Rubens. I think it was. I think it, it was, was it was Rubens. fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. So the original Trey Fontaine is it's not bad for 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 me. I mean, it's like a world famous beer, so I'm not critiquing its quality. It's just for me. They're a little harder to come to, and that was really good. And but I've never felt the need to like purchase more of it. So I saw this with fruit, which tends to be something that helps me in in some of those 
more sour barrel age kind of kind of avenues. Uh, so I'm going to give that a shot. In 15 years. In 15 years. I'll All report right. back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and then my cool project for the week, kind of something that I got inspired from the Barley Browns thing was I was at uh, Bridgetown, I think it was last week after the pod, and they had three different Montevilla Brew Works cans. And I know we had talked about wanting to go there, and I'm sorry to cheat on you, Michael, but uh, I... You did say we were going to wait to go together. <clears throat> yep, and I, I, I buckled. I buckled under the pressure. Uh, and that, so I had a Hellas... And two IPAs. One was just kind of an IPA, and then other was said mosaic. So I assume I don't want to assume it's single hop because it didn't say single hop, but uh, definitely mosaic forward. The Hellas Lager was great. Was fantastic. It was the one that I started with. Um, the malt fla- the malt profile was there. Touch of sweetness, nothing too crazy. Crisp, low on the hop profile, so it had kind of a classic Hellas flavor to it. I really, really enjoyed that. The second one I had was their Flam Tap IPA. Solid. It it was a like a, a full body full bodied malt hop balance IPA. So the hop character was there. There was really good bitterness to it. Um, but the malt profile, the sweetness kind of, uh, what, what do I want to say, kind of softened it out and made it just kind of an all well-rounded IPA. And then the mosaic, the East Gleason, uh, was great uh, to be expected when you have had two beers from a brewery and you find both of them solid. They give you a mosaic IPA, and I felt uh, the mosaic came through nicely. I, I could have used a little more bitterness in it. Um for being such a light-bodied IPA, uh, but I thought it was great. So, uh, uh, again, I was really excited to have a brand-new brewery that I ha- had only really heard hype about, and I've heard mostly only positive things about Montevilla, uh, as we've talked on this show and I've talked with friends outside of this show. Uh, I was I was excited to see that that came through really nicely. So yeah. kudos to them, and I look forward to tasting more of your beer. Yeah, your post was uh, very cheeky on Instagram about it. A fake conversation. Um, mm-hmm. I did it with the Barley Browns. I think I'm going to do it with some stuff in the yeah, future. It was. Uh, I saw the picture, and I got very jealous. And uh, I am also excited for when we were allowed to do things again mm-hmm. to actually go try Montevilla because they were like top five on that Oregon Live list of breweries of the year or something. We were like, we haven't had any of their yep, beer. Yep. So good to hear that they are uh, worthy of that spot. I don't love the can art. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. I don't I don't love it. It's okay. But hey, I just want what's inside. You do you. You do you, boo. Um, let's uh, quickly have this, uh, before we get into Beer of the Week, let's have the second beer in front of us. Again, uh, given to us as a podcast by Matt at Zupans. He's the wine and beer manager at the, I believe, the one down here on the waterfront, but he might be uh, more spread out than that. Um, it is an Imperial IPA. I pulled up the Instagram picture from uh, Ex Novo, who is the collaboration brewery for this. And it is a, they say this dangerously crushable 8% beauty is brewed with hand-selected centennials and packed with notes of lemon, lime, skittles, and fruit loops. Lies. Can says 7.9. I'm done. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> I only drink 8% and above. Yeah. You're, you're hardcore. <laughs> so hardcore. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Whoa! Just had to slip that in there. Well, it's clear AF. It is clear AF. I mean, I, I was imagining that would be the case. Um, Imperial IPA. I'm not. Oh, I, I don't man. want an Imperial Hazy IPA. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't. So I don't. Many, I don't want that. So many people love that stuff, man. That's like the hazy gold mine, dude. <clears throat> I like seeing. Uh, you give me an eight percent, seven point six, double dry hop, dank, juicy IPA, double IPA. 
by the way, it was Crikey from Rubens is what I got. Oh, Crikey. Yes. Yeah. Which we have had on the podcast. Yeah, that's before. one of the, I think that's their flagship IPA. Um, I think wow. we've done Fresh Hop on that. I think we have. This beer is really interesting. I have not had an Imperial IPA that tastes like this before. It's called from a, from a farm to market. And it actually, maybe it's the hop character in it. It does kind of give me a little bit of that like earthy hop did it, character. Did it say what hops? I don't remember. Centennial. Centennial. Oh, it old give, school C. It gives me a little bit of that earthiness, which it could just be me like pretending it is because it's farm to market. That's the name of the beer. But it's like that mixed with all of the very fruity flavors that they described in the post. It's very interesting. I've not had an Imperial IPA like this before. Well, it doesn't it's pretty, taste, it's pretty wild. It doesn't taste boozy. So that's exciting. Not at all. I mean, it's big. It's very flavorful. Yeah, it's big. It's got a lot going on, but I don't find it overly alcoholic, which is, you know, something that always just kind of scares me with these kind of beers. It's also not, it doesn't have that cloying sweetness at the end, like a lot of Imperial right. IPAs do. Um, it's very dry, actually. Yeah. For for being 8%, 7.9, sorry. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very dry, and I like the... I mean, the descriptors are kind of funny. It's like Skittles and Fruit Loops. I'm like, I kind of get that. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's very fruit flavor forward, but also a little bit of like that kind of fresh hop vibe going on. I like it. It's interesting. Cool. Yeah, I dig it too. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I wish I wish I could drink this beer without knowing it's a double IPA, simply because it doesn't come across like a double IPA, but I'm scared to just like... Continue keep drinking it, so I'm not just hammed. Not that I'm gonna be hammed. It does say crush. It does say crushable. It does say crushable. Yeah, it's half a pint. You're having what? Four percent. You're fine. <laughs> that's how. That's, that's not how, math, how that works. That's how math works, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, while we're drinking this, I do have a something I was gonna ask you, Mike, because it's been something I've been kind of was struggling with yesterday. Just this is off topic, but you know, COVID related, uh, and then it came across the wire today. Yesterday. Uh, we were encouraged as employees to start wearing masks at work. Okay. We have not been wearing masks at work. Or we've we've had the option to, but most of us have declined the option. Uh, but came across today on the wire that Multnomah County is now requiring all employees to wear masks. Mm. And I don't know, I don't know how I feel about it. I obviously feel the safety aspect 100%. I don't believe... I'm not one of the crazies out there that doesn't believe this is some government propaganda or this is fake or anything like that. Like it's taking your freedom away. Or something <clears throat> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I listen. I don't believe scientists have agendas. Uh, so I, I, I value the scientific integrity behind it. I, I don't know how it comes across to the consumer, because for me, one of the biggest reasons why. I didn't wear a mask was because I was afraid that it was going to give the impression to a guest that walks in that you are not in a safe place. Because let's be real, the grocery store, not really a safe place mm -hmm. with how many people there are and how much you touch things and how small they can be. So I understand why wearing a mask makes sense for employees and customers and things like that. Definitely. I'm not arguing that. I guess for me in a tap in a brew pub, that's just doing food and beer to go. What do you think when you see an employee wearing a mask? At this point, personally, I've stopped noticing it, really. Yeah. I mean, I notice it, but I've stopped considering it as a weird thing. I have been one who has been pretty hesitant to wear a mask around. Um, I have one. I will wear it if it's required of me. I mm -hmm. have no issues of wearing it. And actually, recently, I've started to wear it a little bit more, mm -hmm. uh, even at places that I wasn't wearing it before, just like... 
abundance of caution, you know, understand that it's for other people as well as myself. Uh, you know, there's that report that came out that it's like a 75% reduction in spread of germs. Mm -hmm. So I understand. Um, but when I see the employee wearing it, I go, okay, your company required you to wear it. No issues. It doesn't make me think something's unclean. It's just, this is what we are in right now. Right. Um, masks are better than not, not wearing masks. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you're not hurting anything by wearing a mask. So I'm not viewing it as like an unclean thing. I'm just viewing it as uh, your company or your County or whatever your state in some cases required masks. That's fine. Um, at some point they will not be required anymore and you will not need to wear them and that will be great. Um, yeah, but for it, now it's, if, when I see it, I don't really have any sort of negative thought about it. And I guess I have to get over the aesthetic of it because like it, it, it's not uncomfortable for me to wear, but the view I'm always like, I'm always worried that people, you know, like it, it I'll be honest. It, it, the CDC has proven that washing your hands is more effective than wearing gloves. I have always worn gloves because it make I feel like it makes the guests more comfortable. Mm-hmm. So maybe the aesthetic aspect. So maybe I need to ditch all thoughts of aesthetic and just go safety. Stop looking at it through the aesthetic lens and start just purely basing it solely on safety. Yeah. I mean, sure. That's probably the best way to do it anyway. Yeah, but... I mean, I guess we're lucky too. We live in Portland, Oregon. Like most people, you know, I I shouldn't say most people, but but I but a lot of people in this town kind of edge on the line of safety mm-hmm. as opposed to this is uncomfortable or against my rights. But, you know, and and we might as well get used to it now because phase one is going to be masks. I, you know, I don't know if my company is going to open in phase one. I, I'm not privy to those conversations. So, but if we do, I'm going to be in a mask. So I guess might as well get used to it now. Yeah. I, I think most people, unless they are on the other spectrum where they think it's a violation of their rights and they get angry about it, most people are just like, yeah, okay, this is the situation we're in right now, and a yeah. mask is a mask. It is a mask that you are wearing that is for safety. I did order a custom hand mask uh, off Etsy today, though. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. On the right side, it's got uh, just the helmet of the Mandalorian, and on the left side, it says, this is the way. Of course you did. I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm really excited. But I'm not going to get that for like two weeks, so I got so to make one or something. All right, let's uh, let's get into Beer of the Week next as we wrap up this uh, slightly longer than normal quick hit on uh, Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Beer of the Week time. I'm here. Okay, good. Here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Uh, we have a question of whether or not we've done this beer. We've checked the list from Taylor. It is not on the list from Taylor. I know I've had this beer before. I've had this beer before, too, but it's been a long time. I remember enjoying this beer. So uh, if this is a repeat, we apologize. But we did our research. We don't think it is. The beer of the week this week didn't give a very satisfying pop sound. No, it didn't. It was just kind of like, hand hey, us open. All right, back. <laughs> Pour the beer, you idiot. Uh, we are having... Ferments ESB, which I have had before. Uh, I have really been trying to have ferment. You're going to get more head just from that aggressive pour to get the sound on the microphone. Well, the first one had a really great sound to it, so I thought I could recreate it. This uh, I've, I've been trying to go out of my way to have some ferment more often. Mm-hmm. Um because I really liked the vibe when I went there. I liked that it was like the upstairs location. It had a better view of the river. And I know that they're, 
you know, down the street from Freem, and it's tough to compete with Freem, but I was trying to, you know, show them some love, and I've had a couple of really solid beers from them, including this one, and what's really funny, and I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, I used to avoid ESBs like the plague. Yeah, man, it's kind of a death wish to put it on a can or a, on a bottle, because nobody, nobody wants nobody wants anything that has the word bitter in it, right. has the word saison in it, or has the word farmhouse in it. Yep. Like, the average consumer doesn't want anything like that and i i remember the first time when i came here to the city when i moved here and i went to deschutes and they used to have a beer called the bachelor bitter that was on their menu constantly and it was always being recommended because i said i'm a dark beer guy i like malts and they would say oh you can try the bachelor bitter and i was like i'm not having a bachelor bitter oh the old deschutes beer yeah oh i loved that beer well that's what i'm saying is that yeah. was the first time and I would want malts, and they would say, oh, have this beer. And I'm like, I'm not having a bitter, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so I never had You're old. You're used to the old uh, Miller Lite commercials, the bitter beer face. Yeah. You're like, bitter's bad. No. Basically. I mean, I, I don't know what I was thinking. It was just more like, I like anything that's not bitter. Because I didn't really like IPAs that much when right. I first moved here. And then I forget what it was. I had an ESB somewhere, and I read on the menu the descriptors for the ESB, and it was like... English malts and bready. And I was like, I like, I like, these are things that I want in a beer. And I was like, but why is it a bitter? I don't understand. So I bought it out of spite and I drank it and I was like, what have I been missing? <laughs> why didn't I drink this before? Yeah. What is wrong with me? Yep. Um, so I really like ESBs a lot and I've had this before and I know that I do definitely quite enjoy it. Yeah. You just gotta, you know, for the, for those of you out there that aren't familiar with ESBs, you know, they're, they're basically an English style pale ale. So they, they've definitely got, you know, the English style tends to have a lot more richer malt up front. It's kind of the base of their beer. And there is some hop action in there to, quite frankly, add bitterness to it. Um, thus, kind of birthing the ESB. This is one of my favorite styles. I think it's because the bitterness, you know, of, of non-hoppy beers, it's like ESBs and Hellas's and Vienna Lagers. And, and you know, all those are different, but all of them share... Uh, share one thing in common and that's the type of malts I tend to get in those three beers are stuff that that talk to me and they're a little more approachable they're usually not overly sweet which which I'm a big fan of um for I can't even remember the last time I had an ESB too I know that, that we had it together yeah we went to trap door and we had an ESB. Oh, that's right. And we actually both enjoyed it. And we both enjoyed that. Yep. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, that was a good one. I know Breakside used to make an ESB that I really enjoy, but it's been years since that happened. I remember one of the first ever Barrelick beers I ever drank was a Fresh Hop ESB, and I was like, oh, wow, amazing wow. That's Who interesting. are you again? <laughs> <laughs> Much wow. Uh, uh, and uh, so, yeah, I, I, I love this style. and I know Oh, this, drink, by the way. I know, yes, drink. I know this is one of the. I know this is one of the first packages I saw from Ferment. I know they're starting to do more. I saw their Czech style pills, yep. the ESP, and the IPA. They also have a dry Irish stout that's in a very similar bottle. Oh, I think all their stuff's in these bottles. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen the dry Irish stout from them yet, you should find it and try because you will definitely like it. Yeah, well, I love a good dry, dry Irish. Irish stout. Yeah, dryish, as my friend Chris Martin says. Hmm. Um, this is a very kind of uh, caramely ESB. I get a lot of like the malt sweetness right off the top. Uh, mm -hmm. If I'm going to go super descriptive on it, um, again, I find I, I find these beers very easy drinking generally, but uh, this one's a little bit sweeter than some other ESBs that you'll have. Some ESBs are very bready; they're very just like 
I don't know what other way to describe it, but it's just kind of like you, you drink it, you know what you're getting yourself into. It's kind of, it's a simple kind of pale ale and, um, not pale, but you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This one gives you a little bit more residual sweetness, which I, which I tend to enjoy because I like that in beers. Yeah. This beer. Yeah. It almost kind of comes off like coffee too. Yeah. It almost kind of comes off like a, how am I trying to explain this? I feel it's got like some. I feel like it's got some flavor notes of like a like a Mertzen, yeah. But also a little bit of a Vienna Lager, but there's for sure hops in this more so than either of those styles are really going to showcase. At least like almost American style hops in terms of the bitterness level. I feel like this is a different kind of ESB than most I've had. Yeah, it's. Uh... That's what I'm saying is it gives you a little bit more it, it it seems to be trending more into like the the porter stout sweetness mm. with kind of the classic English style malts being used in there. It's kind of in the middle of both. Yeah, I like the flavor of I it. I think I think saying I don't a Marsen is a bad beer. I think saying a Marsen is a great way to compare it. Yeah, if it, like, is, if, it is very much like that. Like a a, a more rich bodied Mertzen because you know that's a lager, this is an ale. Mertzen. Oh, hey man, we all say things differently. Tomato, tomato. I don't know anybody that says tomato, but it's a tomato. Mozzarella, mozzarella. Mozzarella. Yes. It's like saying Italian. No, it's not. <laughs> it's That's how you say the word. I, t- I did this on the show the other day, and I got ripped apart, and I'm like, that's how it's pronounced mozzarella. No, the only one I'll listen to is Caribbean or Caribbean. I think it's both, right? I think it's Caribbean, but that's just me. I say it both ways. I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I just listen to Caribbean say Caribbean. And then I say ricotta instead of ricotta cheese. What? <laughs> yeah. Ricotta. Ricotta. Yeah. Mozzarella. Ricotta. Okay. All right. I'm just going to say mozzarella. <laughs> but, you know, know that you're wrong. It's okay. Well, you know, hey, you know, my favorite city in the world is Barcelona. <laughs> Bar- Barcelona. Barcelona. Give yourself a list for that. Barcelona. The other day I was walking down the street and I found it quite beautiful and I just looked and I saw these great artwork and the spanish heritage everywhere and i just said man barcelona is the greatest city in the world (laughs) it does sound quite out of place yes it's ridiculous it's like those people have never been to another city in their life (laughs) but hey if that's how they say it that's the correct way to say it i guess barcelona i'm just gonna start saying everything in that way when i'm speaking of barcelona don't do that. <laughs> Just stop yourself while you're at it. It actually makes Barcelona sound better if I you know, do that. But it doesn't need to sound better because it's hilarious anyway. Right. Barcelona. And I, I like the Barcelona. Oh, the like super like spitty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did I make you guys uncomfortable? That, that was a good one, man. I bet it did. I wish I could have that as a drop. Mm. Barcelona. Barcelona. Oh, I miss soccer. Have Good thing the German Bundesliga is back. That was fun to watch last week. I imagine you watched it. It's brutal to watch. Well, it's not. It just... It was, no, it was soccer. The no there. crowds is really tough for me. I know. Having the having them score uh, and then just and then they're nothing. Like elbowing and running around, and even that, you're like, uh. Yeah. I like how they on the bench, they have to sit six feet apart. <clears throat> and then when they well, get, they're not even on the bench; they're in the stands. they're in the stands. And then when they get subbed in, they're like coming in. They're like, "Hey, man, move over here!" And they're just like touching everyone <laughs> the second they get in. But it's like, "Hey, you can't touch anybody in the stands." I got both my bets in the Bundesliga right on Saturday. That oh was a fun. God. That was a fun <laughs> you thing. You would be betting. 
I haven't had a sports bet put down since like January. No. I was like, I know soccer. I did some research. I got them both right. Leipzig tied. I was not pumped about that. Yeah, no, me neither. Because my boy didn't. Gotta come through, Timo. I uh, I bet on Dortmund to win in a shutout, which they did. They did. That was a plus one sixty. Ooh, hello. And then I picked Mönchengladbach to win straight up, which they did three to one. Okay, and that was a plus one thirty-five. Nice. Yeah. So made, made a little money. Sweet. A little tiny bit. All right, that's gonna do it for us today. Uh, please enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Uh, be safe. Be smart. Um, you know. Go places if you want. Just be smart. Yeah, and let's not forget if you are going out and camping, like I might be doing a little camping on Saturday. If you're going out, like let's not forget normal rules of camping. Like don't leave your trash behind. Don't start forest fires. Don't do stupid things. Let's not forget all the normal things we do. Because because you're so focused on everything else. Yeah, that you're so excited to be out in the public. Don't burn plastic. You know, like if you got a plastic container of some guacamole, like don't throw that in the fire. (laughs) Okay, throw it in a trash bag and take it home. Yeah. Is that how camping works? Sorry, man. You'd be surprised. I have never camped Dude, a in my kid life. tried to burn down the gorge a couple years ago. With, like, fireworks, yes. Yeah, I remember and, that. and almost succeeded. Yes, he did. So, like, yeah. Also, I've never been camping in my life, so I know I know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> wow, dude. I mean, you should not be surprised by that revelation. I'm not, I'm not surprised by it. That a Jewish it, but... kid from a New York City suburb has never been camping? Yeah, I suppose I'm... Shocking! I suppose I'm not surprised by that, but, you know... A... You being a massive camper, you're probably like, come on, man. Yeah, I know. I should be going to Idaho. I should be off to Idaho yesterday. Mm. Sorry. I know, but everything is closed out there because it's mostly federal land in Idaho. Ah. So, like, some state lands are opening up, state parks and things like that, but federal land, most of that stuff's still closed. Stay safe Memorial Day weekend, guys. We'll be back next week. We might just be shooting yes and drinking some beer. Yeah, uh, if anything, it worked this week. Yeah, if anything happens... Um, you know, big in terms of like the coronavirus and the phases and all that kind of stuff. We'll, of course, talk about that. Mm-hmm. And also, we haven't done this for a hot minute. Um, we might do a tasting room at some point soon yeah, as well, cool, just cool. just for content. So uh, we'll, we'll keep listening to us. Uh, like, subscribe, rate, review, wherever you find us. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Omni, Radio.com, TennyToTheFan.com. Uh, and then uh, Instagram.com slash Beers and Us. Follow us there if you haven't yet. We've been posting more stuff, and uh, you can interact with us there pretty personally, uh, DMing and commenting and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we'll see you guys next week, and thank you guys for listening. Traces. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.